Thanks for listening to the Barton Han Show podcast. Listen live weekdays at noon on 98.7 ESPN. See, I'm saying it's full buffet day. It's another one of those full buffet kind of days because there are so many places we can go. And, you know, there's places that you want to go with us. So we'll give you that opportunity to be part of the conversation if you're shy and you don't want to be on the radio. You can always just hit us up at Barton Han on Twitter. A very, a very lively Twitter handle during the show hour. So that's what we have going for you. But I'll tell you what, man. Tonight is a game at the Garden that you might think out of this week of rivalry week with the Knicks playing the Celtics, they beat them, and then they got the Nets tonight, and then it's the Heat in Miami, and then you have the Celtics again in Boston on national TV. Like, when you look at it, you'd think this is the one game that's like, eh, it's not really a rivalry, right? Like, tonight's game, everybody, has playoff implications. You think I'm crazy? Well, the Nets got rid of all their players. They're resetting. You know, they've lost a bunch. They haven't played that well. I'm telling you, this game has playoff implications. It's a big game. Got to get the win. Got to get the tie. Bart Scott into the studio and bringing with him a guest. And that guest. I got you in the darkness, man. I I call it mood lighting. And just so you know, we are on the air. So we're we're literally on the air right now with the lights off. Okay. I just came to say hi. All kinds of stuff happening. This is what happens when we're at Seaport and we're just hanging out. McNutt, you're not just going to walk in and walk out. Does, oh, you're gonna exhale now. You say I'm gonna see you later. Right. While Bart's getting set up, this will be your opportunity. Then you can like fill in until he gets himself okay, set up. Crooked tie again today, my man. What are we doing? You look good though. No, no, it's I another like good suit, but his tie is never straight. It was straight. It was straight on TV. Was it? it was. All right, I'll give him that. He just loosened up when we left. Sorry, the Monica. Hit, hit, so hey, you, you and I are working tonight, right? Yep, we got the game tonight. tonight. You and yep. I on MSG. Mm-hmm. I said that tonight's game has playoff implications. Because you're Tell already ju- you jumped over the nets, mm-hmm. you're a game up, mm-hmm. but you've already lost two to them. Mm-hmm. You got to win this game to even the series. I don't know that I would give it playoff That's important. implications, but it's definitely pride. They need to win. They should win this game tonight. Well, you're telling me that if you lose this game somehow, some way, because look, the Nets lost to the Bucks last night. They, they clearly are going through a rebuild, but they still are a team that can be dangerous if you don't take them serious. And I don't think they won't take them serious. But a win tonight pushes them further into the rear view. Two games back of you now, right? Yeah. And now you feel like, all right, fifth is now in your pocket. You feel pretty good about fifth. Now, okay. I'm not saying it's clinch. I'm saying it's like I in your you. pocket. But a loss, suddenly now you're chasing again. And you don't, sixth is fine, but fifth is better. Is this a cop-out to say that I want to see how they play more than I'm concerned with the result? You want to see how they play more than you're concerned with the result? Oh, I'm concerned with the result. Well, because I mean, this yeah. is a game you should. This is a, a should win game. A hundred percent. But I don't. At I don't home? buy the playoff implication thing. If they, don't. Oh, I think it does. I don't. I don't buy that. You're not I, buying I think that. the Nets are going to keep slipping anyway. They should get this game. You're right. They should do their part to continue the next mm-hmm. the net slide. But if you know if it's late if it's a late game situation, I'm not willing to put that much on it. So, I want them to continue to keep playing well. I want to see Mitchell Robinson giving me the same energy that we well, got last Well, that Monday game, was fantastic Right? Like, I yeah. want to see them continuing to play well. I want Quick to be adding to this six-man-of-the-year case. Like, I can stomach if it's they've played well and they come up short. Yeah. I can't stomach them losing to the Nets. Okay. Well, we're going to have a great postgame show. Make losing sure to the Nets. I cannot <laughs> stomach them They're losing. They're not going to lose. They need no. to stay locked in. Seven in a row. Let's I, go. I can't handle that. All right, you got to run? 
I'm out. Go ahead. Back Monica McNutt, we'll see you like tonight on MSG. Give us a stream. She, <laughs> she is busy. But are you ready to go? Let's do it. Plug up, plug up, ready to go. Yeah, Busy man. man today. Breaking news at the top, right? Texting you during the show, no responses. It's like, you know, you're on TV, so you're very Can important. Can you hear me? I can't hear anything. You can't hear a thing? Are you plugged into the right right port, maybe? Man, we got to figure all this out, like live action. Want me to just keep talking? I don't know if your voice is just reverberating. Or maybe or you got to just like turn it up ah, a little louder. Is. is that what it is? Uh-huh. Do you want to build a snowman? Man, unfortunate news. Did you go with the breaking news of what happened in Georgia? Uh, I did not. Ah, okay. Well, we'll We're not a national show anymore. So that That's is big news. That's implications. It, it is big draft implications, of course. Yeah. It's also a pretty sad story. That yeah, is. But yeah, no, that is, that is something that was just happening over the last hour, obviously. And, it, you know, it's kind of... Waiting to hear more. That's unfortunate, man. And every year we kind of hear the same story. You know, for those wondering what Bart's talking about, there there's a warrant out for the arrest of uh, Jalen Carter, who is one of the top prospects in the NFL draft. He was uh, at Georgia. And you remember the, the tragic car accident ago, yeah. in January where a player and uh, one of the staff trainers, members trainers, yeah. was, um, killed, in a car was killed in a car crash that we thought was a one-car wreck. But apparently Jalen Carter, according to police report, was racing them. And, you know, again, Devin Willock was the offensive lineman who was, I think he was driving the other car, right? Yeah. And the car was actually, I believe it was like a a school car, right? Anyways, so they both died. And he, there there was, we didn't know he was involved. And then they pieced it all together and realized that they were racing. He was racing them. And now there's warrants out for his arrest so for his involvement in it. They, uh, he'd be arrested for reckless driving and racing. Right. So not which vehicular manslaughter, yeah. which would be pretty – like that's, that's scary. Right. But it's still – when you're somebody considered – Mel Kuyper considers him the number one overall prospect. Yeah, it's just character that, stuff. Right? Yeah. That, and, that, and teams will use anything they can use to hurt your draft value, right? Remember Lermy Tunsil – he was about to get drafted, maybe. Oh, that video came out of him with the uh, gas mask on. Yeah, smoking marijuana, right. and how he dropped, and how the Giants were afraid to take him, and the Giants passed on him. And you know, he was a great prospect, and now he's one of the best linemen in the league. But you know, all these things add up because it's really about decision making. So, does that mean that maybe Will Anderson will be considered, or they would say, hey, Will, you know, Will Anderson, his talent is about equal to that of Jalen Carter. So let's go with the safer character guy. Because then it comes into character, and they try and destroy you during these type of things. But, yo, I wonder how's this kid feeling mentally, the fact that he knows that he may be responsible for the death of his teammate and the staff member because if he wasn't racing, maybe it wouldn't have happened, and who knows how it happened. But, you you know, sometimes you feel survivor's remorse. So I, I just wonder how this kid is doing mentally, knowing that he was holding this secret all along, knowing that he was involved. In yeah, apparently he went back spoke. to the scene later yeah. on. But, I mean, again, the details of this story are kind of, I mean, are not kind of, they are, you know, they're very bad. When you, what was it, two times? the um, the, So they were clearly drinking, right? And I believe one of the uh, details in this is that um, Devin Willock, I believe his blood alcohol level was like two times the legal limit. Right. So we start. We start, start with that. They, it was after their championship celebration. Right. So you start there, right? Oh, that's a, that's a tough one, man. That's a tough one. 
And yeah, so know, Carter denied racing to police, uh, who observed no signs that he had been drinking. Carter also told police that the occupants in the crash vehicle had been in downtown Athens earlier that night and were intoxicated. So he, he he's the one to let them know. And then they obviously did all the toxicologies. But yeah, I mean he's at the um, he's supposed to talk to reporters. We have not seen any quotes yet. I have at least That's I have. Tough, it. Drew Rosenhaus is That's his, his agent. Uh, agent. Yeah. And all this is coming out. And it's, it's he's all, at the draft combine, but he's not working it, out. And yeah. it always comes out during this time, like. Information always seems to find a way to this time of year, right before the draft or during this process. You know, I, I don't know because it gets more exposure, but it's just always ironic to me that this couldn't come out last week or the week before or the week before that, that it comes out right before he's about to do something that's, the, you know, the biggest interview of his life. Right. But, you know, that's a cautionary tale to everybody. Every, every year something happens for somebody, and I always implore all the young guys that's out there training – that, listen, you're a professional now. Don't do anything to jeopardize yourself and jeopardize your future because you've worked so hard to get to this point, and you're right there. You're literally about to cross the finish line in a month and a half and start that chapter. You know, everybody's dream is to get to the NFL. It's not like, oh, when I get to the NFL, it's to get to the NFL. So that's the dream from when you're a kid, right? So you're right here. Don't do anything silly to jeopardize that. And it's unfortunate that this is another example that, you know, we'll be talking about at the – Ricky symposium about cautionary tales about making sure that you don't make bad decisions. The thing is that who's you know like those are the the right people or the the ones that should be listening usually aren't you know like that's how it is and sometimes when you're young you feel invincible we've all been there but yeah a tragic story in Georgia of course but also in the draft a big story on the impact of what it will be for not just Jalen Carter, but for, you know, the, the draft and the way things go there. All right, 800 Any more on that story, of course, we'll update you. I think he was supposed to talk with media this morning, but I have not yet seen any quotes from him. Whatever comes up there, we'll get Say to what? that. GMs are talking. Yo, there's a lot <laughs> I mean, going on right now when it comes to that. And we knew this. Miami and Tua Tungabaloa, like, man. How about that? Uh, oh, well, now now maybe, now because it's, a, you know, reports that, you know, I talked about on, on, on first take that yep. I believe that, yeah, you know, I get nervous because if Miami's non-committal about Tua Tungavailoa, then they may try and get it. Remember, they were in the market for a veteran quarterback well, last year. Tom Brady was who they were trying it. to get, right? And if you're Aaron Rodgers and you had to pick between the Jets and the, where would you want to go with that four by one team? Oh, I want to go to the Jets. <laughs> <laughs> you said where would I want to go? <laughs> it makes me nervous. And seemingly now you talk about in this conference, it's wide open. Leslie Frazier is a big deal. That means Sean McDermott is going so to have to So Leslie Frazier be, stepping down for a year yes. to be as the defense coordinator of the Bills. He's taking a year off from the game. Deal. Could have an impact on the Bills. Right. The, the, the New England Patriots – okay, so Bill, it's Bill O'Brien, right? Bill he, O'Brien, he's back yep. as the OC. Uh, they, they obviously still believe in Mac Jones. They're void of talent. But we don't know what the Patriots are going to be got, after this past got year. Got a lot of salary cap. McCourty's contemplated the, retirement. The Dolphins now suddenly not really – they're kind of on the fence about picking up you know, Tua, Tua as a long-term, right, or even just picking up the option. So there's that, and then there's the Jets who are searching for a veteran quarterback, and the feeling is they're a quarterback away from being a contender. AFC East suddenly with a lot of interesting storylines that are going on going on there. And, and then, of course, there's Aaron Rodgers oh, who finally oh, spoke. Oh, he spoke. Pat McAfee? No. He's cheating on Pat McAfee. No, that's, that's what you're a, telling me. It's amazing. Who the hell is Aubrey? 
Yeah, that's that's different. Who the hell is that? That's a that's a new one. And then you have Brian Gutekunst, like, yeah, I haven't talked to him, but now you're talking to Aubrey. Aubrey Marcus. Yeah, there's a a podcast that. Do you want to hear Rogers now? You want to get to? I want to get the calls. What do you want to do here? Let's get the calls. Yeah, I let's think we te- get calls. Let's, let's tease the AA round. But we got a lot. Like, there's a lot. It's Joe Shane uh, sending <laughs> a clear message to Daniel Jones and Saquizy and yeah and Saquon as well. So there's the Giants stuff that's going on as well. The Knicks and the Nets tonight at the Garden. That's going to be a fun atmosphere. Who's calling that game in the building? Some some good dude that I mean underrated. Ed really. Cohen. Ed Cohen's great. <laughs> He's calling the game. Yeah, I'm on the call tonight on, yeah. on right on the radio call 98.7 ESPN. So for those who might have a chance to listen, please do. And if I could, just for a minute, just want to shout out last night. I'll be if I'm being honest. It was one of the it's a, it was an awful basketball game, but Chaminade did end up beating St. Anthony's in the Catholic League Championship on the island. They did, and they they earned it. You were good uh, luck, late, Chuck. No, I was bad luck, Chuck. Oh. Now it was not a pretty game, and that was to the credit of St. Anthony's and those kids who played so damn hard defensively and got after loose ball. Like they just played their hearts out. The game was Bart. I'm telling you, the game started at seven thirty. It was over by eight thirty. That doesn't happen. Like. Yeah, it was, was a running clock. Dude, the, no fouls. The refs <laughs> let him play. It was physical, but it was also no blood, no foul. It was just that the score was thirty six to thirty five, with like two minutes to go. Oh yeah, oh it was it was rough. Low low, low shot percentage. It was rough. <laughs> I mean, it was rough. But, but it was exactly the game that Salagano's a coach of the of Santa, and he's he's a great coach, and it's exactly the game that he would want. Like you want it, like I want it to be a mosh pit. And just make it ugly and try to steal one, and they just couldn't get over the hump. And then, you know, a couple of big shots at the end that Chaminade hit. And uh, Dave DeBusher's grandson plays for uh, Chaminade. Hell of a player. Mm. Really good. Where's his 22 also, just like Grandpa? Really good player. But anyways, uh, let's begin on that note because Peter and Wanta probably uh, wants to crow a little bit. Pete? Come buddy. Yeah, I was calling just to make sure you set that uh, set about Chaminade's win last night because I heard you yesterday talking yep. about you were going to the game, and I just wanted to make sure you got the, everybody got the update that Chaminade beat St. Anthony's last night. Thank you <laughs> yeah, very yeah. much. Yeah, we got the update, Peter. Thank you. Yes, and it was a game that set back the sport. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, you got to admit, <laughs> man. Hey, would be proud. Like, like, like Peter, did you watch? Did you? No, no, no. I'm with you. I give you. But did you watch the game? Did you see it? No, I couldn't go, but my son did, and uh, it was a bunch rough. of his friends went. And yeah, no, it, no, uh, it was cool. It was a great oh, atmosphere. It was, you know, it was a great atmosphere. There's a lot of energy. I, yeah, that's the fun part of high school. But I'm tell, I'm watching this game. And I'm sitting there going, my God, <laughs> like, like Feeney and, and Logano must have been watching their guys play, going, what am I looking at? Like, cut, cut, cut me, man. Woo, rough. It was rough. But again, congratulations to the winner. So thanks, Peter. Appreciate the call. Um, let's go to Baritone in Queens. What's up, Baritone? What's, what's going on, guys? How you doing? Um, right, I, I wanted to uh, talk about um, the Knicks. Um, and to, I mean, I, I know, I feel that they may get the number four seed, but it hurts watching this game where they could have got Mikael Bridges and they took Kevin Knox. Oh, man, step, we're going to play Mikhail that. Bridges. We're going to play that game, right? We, we can play. <laughs> I mean, we can play. I, I, here's what I want to know. So I had this idea of a book. It would be basically like the 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 shoulda, and it's how many we can go in the history of the Knicks draft, and who they could have or should have taken and didn't, and I could tell you some stories that I'm telling you, baritone. Your voice would be alto. 
Like you would you you would not be able to handle it, my man. Like there's some stories about drafted, and I'm not talking about recent because recent, forget it. Like the last five six years, but I mean you, could, I'll take you back to the '70s. I'll take you back, like where you'll say what? Like I'm just going to tease you with this: the Knicks could have drafted Larry Bird and didn't. I'm going to leave you with that. I'm going to leave you with that. Yeah, I'm going to leave you with that. So yeah. Yeah, Mikael Bridges is definitely one of them. And I'll tell you what, with the Villanova guys doing what they're doing, between Jalen Brunson and Josh Hart, and now Mikael Bridges, another Villanova guy with that crew when they won a couple of championships, he's with the Nets. But when you see Steve Serby did a uh, Q&A in the post today, phenomenal. And it's so funny that the first like 10 questions are all about the Knicks. It's all about his teammates and all about the Knicks and the stories about you know them at Villanova. And the more you read about Mikael Bridges and then you watch him, you say to yourself, how the hell do we get him here? Like, how do we get him on the Knicks? Because what a piece that he would be with this group, with a guy like Tibbs. You got RJ. I mean. You got picks. You want to start, you want to start the deal? All right, let's negotiate. Let's negotiate. Now, he's got three years left on his deal, so the Nets don't have to move him. He's yeah. under contract. Right, but I think they realize they got too many wings. They got to start getting rid of some players. But he, they're, they're making him out to be their centerpiece. They're trying to make him like their leading scorer, their main guy. That's what they're selling him as. Which your boy? What's your boy uh, uh, that was going for forty every every night? Oh, uh, got, Cam Thomas. Yeah, he look, he looks just he looks miserable. He is so not happy. He looks. Man, miserable. I'm coming. I, I put forty on three straight nights, and I'm coming off the bench. Yeah, yeah. You right. can tell he doesn't like it. He looks miserable. Well, right he, it would be it would be nice if he played a little bit of defense, just a little bit. Cam Johnson can't hit nothing. Cam Johnson's a good player, but again, it's like you're asking them to be more than what they usually are. But you want to start the like let's go let's negotiate. All right, give me RJ and Quigley. No, nah, that's too much. <laughs> I'm just hold up. Wait, I'm giving you, you RJ and Quigley. I'm giving give somebody got three years left on their deal. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm you got to pay. You got to pay Quigley. I'd be first of all, I'd be give yeah, I'd be giving you a 22 year old who has three pay. years left on his deal. Who? RJ. But he's not nearly as good as Mikael Bridges. It potentially could be. When? Potentially could be. When? What are you gonna have a renaissance year eight like, I don't like know. Randall? What, what if you what if you no, got right, him well, away? Right, well, what if you got well, no, Barrett no, away no, from no, Randall and no, Brunson no, and made him the no, main guy? You don't he, think he could? He can't be a main guy. Why? He's a he's a complimentary piece. He's Michelle or he's Kelly. He's not Beyonce. He's not Beyonce? No, hell no. Well, Kelly, that's Kelly, a, Kelly a, went solo a little bit. She had two had albums. She had, she had one with Nelly. That that's was it. Had she some had, success. One, oh, she had one song with, with Nelly. Don't don't sell me on that. You don't think? Don't, listen, listen. You, you are think, you, you are valuing your piece. What if way I say more than anybody else in the he league? He might not be Lennon. He might not be McCartney, but he could be George Harrison. Would you take George Harrison? No. Like you? No. George Harrison no. was a really good musician. No. no? Yeah. You're not buying that either. Nah, nah. I can't give you quickly. I'll give you Obi. He he could be Jazzy Jeff. I'll get. I'll give you Obi, along with know. RJ. Why, listen, why do I want two dudes that and a first? Why I want to, why, first of all, why I want the oldest rookie in the history of basketball? He's not at a rookie. Twenty-five years. Old. I'm saying when he came in, he was the oldest rookie in, in, in basketball history. See, the Knicks fans always want to get something without without taking a little sting. I'm not giving you quickly. What else you want? Find something else. I'm giving you Barrett. Twenty-two years old. Well, well, I'll start, averages well, I, well, twenty. Well, I tell you what, you keep Barrett then. Huh? You, you keep Barrett. All right. I'll take I'll take quickly. And um. Mm-hmm. 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 And Mitchell Robinson. You have Nick Claxton. Throw him in the deal. Nope. No. I'm getting two to your one. If you want Bridges, I'm getting two to your one. So give me quickly and Mitchell Robinson. And you go find you a big man. No. 
Go, go, go get you Mo no, no. Bamba. Why, why, why would I give you quickly a Mitchell Robinson? Why, why would I give you Bridges? We, he, listen, I'm giving you a, a, a potential all-star. But I'm also – Mitchell Robinson's never going to be I threw, somebody's top. Which you, you got know who rid I of. Like? You know who I like? Who do you like? Ooh. Ooh. I was watching Minnesota yesterday. Man, that Reed, dude. Yeah, Nas Reed. Ooh. Yeah, he's suddenly – and, and he got handles. Like, you know and what's he funny? Got Yo. But you know what Nas Reed is doing? Yo. He's making Carl Anthony Towns expendable. Yo. Like, if you're the Nets – Or the Knicks. Well, see, I don't know if he fits with the Knicks, though. That's the thing, because you got Randall's a four. Yo, Towns Reed. is a four. It doesn't fit. But this Reed, the dude. Nets, who are small, their front line is small. He, That's a guy that you can get. He's a Jersey guy. He know how to play big too. He plays strong. Oh, he yeah, he yeah. plays strong. Nas Reed is making Anthony Towns Yo. sort of like you he know got, you could probably live without him. You got Gobert. Yo, Nas Reed, and then you got Ant. Yo, like he got handled. No, I know. I was, I was watching him I was, yesterday. I was looking like, yeah. yo, who is this? Yeah, yeah, no, no. He's he's been coming on this last. He hits threes too. That's what I'm saying. He can hit a three. I was like, all right, big man. But plays he, a power game. He was bothering, bodying him up. He got these wide, broad shoulders. Then I saw the handle. Like, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> he can dribble too. Yeah, apparently. Yo, now he's good. I'm gonna like, call my pistons. You want them to get him, but they, if you're the Timberwolves, why would you move him? This makes I think because Carl Anthony Towns been out for the whole damn year. But yeah, but he got that contract. That's right. And so y'all, y'all but, can't get rid of it. No, but he probably got no trade calls. Speaking of which, and speaking of the Nets, you see this about Ben Simmons? No. What so, do you so well, they're they're going to reassess. The knee is still not right. He's not playing tonight, so he's still out. But there's there's kind of like whispers that they they're out. shutting him down, and then they're going to just get rid of him at the end of the season. Can they buy him out? It's there's still two years. It's seventy million dollars left on his deal. The dude owns Alibaba. Come on, man. Yeah, I know. This dude's like Bezos. Yeah, but it's not about uh, that. It's about the cap hit because you'd have to do some type not, of – Not, uh, not, not be say he can't play because his knee's messed up and no, retire. He won't do that. He won't, he won't retire and take his $70 million? Ain't nobody ever paying him no money ever again I don't think he'll life. do that. The question about him is not that he doesn't want to play. See, a lot of people will say, I don't think he wants to play basketball anymore. The thing with him that I think that, that I've started to hear is he wants to play, but he wants to play – his way, and what he doesn't want to be is sort of like a um, extra. He wants to have the ball in his hands. He wants to be the main piece. Now you would think with this group, if you're Jacques Vaughn, all right, you're our main guy. You're my point forward. You're going to run the show. That's it. Everything circles around you, and all these wings we got are basically going to just float around you, and you're just going to spray it out to whomever. You would think that's how you'd sell that to him, and that would appeal to him because when he was in Philly, that's what Brett Brown did with him. Brett Brown basically coddled him and made him the man. Like, you're my guy. So now you got to go find Brett Doc Brown. Doc came in and he's like, no, 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 we're not doing it this so way. So now you got to come in and get Brett Brown to come, you know, rock the baby and coddle the baby. Give it him, could be that his, too. Give him, give him his passy. Something. Give him his passy. Something. You got to figure that out. But it's amazing to think that they made all these moves and everybody, including Ben Simmons, is probably gone by next year. All of them. And it's it's incredible. Now that's a cool team, though. He's um, he's saying. Let's see, Jacques Vaughn's saying that that's not true about shutting him down for the rest of the season. But if you look at the calendar, we got nineteen, 19 games, games to go. Like, whatever, eighteen games to well, go. They're going to make the postseason. They should. So, yeah. I mean, at, at worst, the seven ten play in. But that story, I mean, like honestly, this guy was an All NBA player, and now he's persona non grata in the NBA. And we've seen too much of that. 
Tired of ads interrupting your favorite sports podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music, included with your Prime membership. Amazon Music offers the most ad-free top podcasts. Enjoy shows like First Take, Part of the Interruption, and The Low Post, available ad-free and uninterrupted. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or go to Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods. That's Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Thanks for listening to the Bart and Han Show podcast. Listen live weekdays at noon on 98.7 ESPN. Getting naked right now? Hey, man, don't be painting pictures. Well, I'm just words. saying. You just dropped your drawers. Um, phrasing. Hey, hey, that's the that's the beauty of us not being on TV. I can change openly. I can change. You can change. We all we all can change. Well, <laughs> I wasn't expecting. Bucking naked. Was, well, you're talking about touching yourself. So I wasn't I mean, expecting that. You don't want to set it up. The divinals touch, touching yourself. Phrasing. <laughs> so, you wanted to know who Aubrey Marcus. Right, who that yeah, is? Who he is went it? on Aubrey Marcus' uh, podcast, which, according to, uh, I think it's is, is it that, Apple? Is, is that called cheating? It's Apple or iTunes. Over fifty million listens to his podcast. Oh, yeah. But who is he? He's an author, a podcaster, an entrepreneur, a filmmaker, a philosopher, uh-huh. a poet, and a husband. Okay, what does he do? Like, exactly. don't tell me. Don't give me his Wikipedia description of himself. Well, like you go on his Instagram. He's the founder of On It. A globally disruptive brand based on a holistic health philosophy uh, he calls total human optimization. Okay, make, makes sense. Is that, did Dana White put him on there? Let me tell you something. When, when, you, when you're he listening. Where's he going to send him? Is he going to send him to a blue hole that they have, like, them plunger holes that they have, like, at uh, Well, here's all you need to know. Jamaica? He's got a documentary that's coming out. And it's Awake in the Darkness. Oh, wow. And it's coming out soon. And so now we know why Aaron Rodgers is part of this whole thing because it's it's a whole it's a whole uh, promotion. Did he send him to the darkness, or or is or is Aaron Rodgers reporting his journey for I two and know. a half days or in just, the darkness? Just, maybe he's just drawing attention to it. 
and maybe that they can get – like this guy Aubrey can now get other athletes to want to do it and put money in his pocket. He couldn't say that to Pat. He couldn't get Pat McAfee to do that. Like he, this is going to cheat on him. Like this is – this kind of stuff Dude, is that evangelist – you know what I yeah, mean? Like yeah. this is this they, is if, if, straight if he, if, up – If he go buy some black Air Force Ones, donate. Talking about, talking about these uh, balloons that's going by from China ain't balloons. They asteroids to another dimension. Then <laughs> – he would do that when he comes to the Jets. Come to the Jets like, oh, and just lose his mind. Hey guys, uh-huh. straight go, Jim Morrison. Let's go drink some punch and go into the uh-huh. go into the space balloon. Mm-hmm. It's nice up there. Just think, we just got rid of one flat earther, and we're gonna get another one. And I'll tell you right now, this is what we're gonna do with Aaron Rodgers when he becomes a Jet. Because all you people that are like out there right now, you keep telling him that he's not built for New York and he'll never be able to play here. That he won't be able to handle it. You keep saying it because the more he sees it, and oh, yes, he sees it, the more he's going to say, oh, they think I can't. Oh, they think I can't. Like, the reverse psychology is beautiful. The dude's from California. Like, it's not like he's from some small place. No, I know. But uh, all these people that are doing it, if you think he's not hearing it and then going to say, I'm coming to the Jets because everybody says I can't do it, trust me, he's going to be doing it. But well, that's like, what I'm saying. That's why I know we're going to get the best Aaron Rodgers because now oh, he's he going to be determined. Gear, yep. And everybody's like, oh, he's oh, washed. They all said I'm washed up. All right. All right. That last time he did, they got two MVPs. But that's why it's the perfect time for Green Bay to get rid of him because he did Value. have a down year. But he also had a down year. So to the fan it's base. It's their excuse. Yeah. Because, time if he come, because if he comes back and balls out this year and goes MVP mode again, you're stuck. then I stuck with him another year. Now yeah. you'll never know what Jordan Love is. You'll never be able to reset. Yep. With Jordan Love, you'll be sitting around there trying to do a refresh with Andy Dalton. Yeah, right. And once again. But still, what we're going to end up doing with Aaron Rodgers is obvious. He's going to come here, and he's going to do all the Kyrie stuff, right? And we're going to just go like this, like yeah, 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 flat Earth, yeah, 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 just, just, just you know, throwing, throw, just throw the football, all right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, that's cute. Yeah, I love that. Oh, what a great concept. Sit in the dark for for two days. Yeah, that's great. That's great. You know what? I sat in a tunnel today for two hours. That's enough darkness for me. All right? It took me forever to get in the damn city. Did everybody I have a, Did everybody freaking drive today? Did anyone take the train? Because the roads were packed with cars. All they're talking about in the city. Everybody had off day yesterday. I don't know. Came Snow in day? Yeah. Because everybody's talking about how we're going to close we're gonna close roads. We're going to let you ride bikes and do all that stuff. Good luck. Because everybody's driving these days. No one is taking mass transit. It is unbelievable. But we're going to sit here and we're going to do that with Aaron Rodgers. How'd you get here today? I had to drive. <laughs> I had a game tonight, man. I got a long day. Getting out of here. I'm not getting out of the city till midnight tonight. Stop <laughs> it. But we're all going to just uh, we're going to appeal to it. We're going to appease him. We're going to. That's oh yeah, Aaron. What a great cause. You know, you're so right. You're so insightful. You're so insightful. And then when he when he retires. All right, wrap this up. Yeah, Let's go. We're not going to care. What a crazy person. As long as this guy is producing and throwing touchdowns, we're going to let all that other stuff happen. We're going to let him go through these darkness and everything else, and we're going to let him say stuff. Sorry, let's get to it. Here he is now with this Aubrey Marcus dude. Um, the cult, cult leader? I don't know. But he's talking about, let's see. So this the first thing I want to play here is that he's in the darkness – and he's talking about, like, he's thinking about, like, all right, do I keep playing? Do I retire? Does Aubrey sound like brother love before you push play? And I don't know. We'll see. But here's him just talking about the thought of retirement and how it made him feel. One option was scary and one was unknown. And which was which? The scary was uh, retirement. Mm-hmm. And the unknown was going back and playing 
And what does that mean? Is that Green Bay? Is that somewhere else? If that's somewhere else, what is it like being somewhere else? So retirement is scary, which Bart would tell you. Yeah. Wait, well, Aaron doesn't have kids, does he? Does he have kids? I don't believe so. No, man. Oh, oh man. He, retirement should be great for him then. But he said the thought of retirement was scary. I was like death. Yes. Athletes die two deaths. Right. But he said the thought of it is scary, which would tell you what? He's coming back. He's not retiring. Okay? So then how about, all right, fine, Aaron. So you're not going to retire. So can we get on with it, please? When are we going to know whether you're staying or whether you're going? It's best for anybody who has an interest in this to make a decision sooner rather than later. You know, I remember, you know, when Favre, before he retired, you know, there were times where it was – in April and May, and he still, you know, we weren't sure if he was going to come back because he didn't come to any off-season program. And then in 2008, he actually did retire in March and then kind of said, no, 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 actually in June, after OTAs, I actually want to come back and play. And then that's when, you know, been traded to the Jets and, you know, there was obviously a lot of tension that summer. But for everybody involved directly and indirectly, it's best for a decision earlier and I feel I feel really good about about the conversations that that are going to be had that have been had with the uh, important people in my life yourself included that um, helped to orient me but I'm not looking for somebody to tell me what the answer is uh, all the answers are right inside me wait a minute wait wait wait. did you hear that oh, yourself included yourself you're, all the people important in my life you see it's horse whisperer we don't know about yourself it. included so now we know that Aubrey Marcus is now one of his oracles. He, he drew Austin for him. Did, he's, he's, one a spiritual, of his he's a spiritual guy. So it's him and um, what's his face that you brought up? Oh, before? Danny White. Danny White. No. Yeah, Danny White. McAfee, but yeah. Danny White, though, too. Danny White is the one. Dana probably, White? Yeah, Dana White is the one who probably told him to go down to the hole in the first place. Remember the Aswaska stuff, all that stuff? That was the all Danny White. The what? Aswaska. D- that. That's Danny White. He remember he talks to him. Remember the whole COVID, not COVID immunized. That's all Danny White. Are you sure? Not Danny White. Uh, no. Joe Rogan. Yeah, Joe yeah. Rogan. Like, My bad. Joe Rogan. White. They look alike. They do look alike, but yeah. I don't think Dana White was pushing no. all that stuff. No. Joe, yeah, that's Rogan. Rogan. Joe Rogan. Yeah, that's, that's what I mean. Right, Joe Rogan, Rogan is his biggest spiritual leader. Yeah. I walked the well, valley of the well, apparently, of, uh, apparently, Aubrey, the shadow Aubrey, of breath. Marcus is trying to move his way into the business. Hey, listen, Joe Rogan. There's some competition. Will, Joe Rogan right. will sternum kick him. He's a hell of a fighter too. He'll sternum kick him. He tells you he takes all the steroids and. Isn't it weird, like when men fight over another man, like man crush, yeah, in this kind of way. I wonder. In, in, Isn't it a little he, weird? He, he does have a ponytail, but it's funny what, what I said. <laughs> what I what I what I, what I said uh, on first take was that Aaron has become what he despised most. Product of his environment. Brett mm. Favre was there, made him sit three years. Right. Jordan uh, Love is sitting three years. He's played with the fact that he's going to retire, come back. He has, you know, um, uh, up and down relationship with the organization. Mm-hmm. There's no you know, relationship, really. And, and, you know, the organization tried to move on from him by drafting Jordan Love, and that's what turned him on, right? That's, what, that's, that's where the light switch came on. Oh, you think I'm washed? And then that motivation because he had got comfortable. And that's why I said sometimes leaving a comfortable environment can put all those feelings back that you need as an athlete, you know, saying that, hey, like I'm going yeah, to prove to them that I can win anywhere. I'm going to prove that I still got it. And Green Bay has to be able and willing to stomach watching somebody that, that you let go be successful somewhere else, and you may be less successful than them in the early run. But you got to start, if you're Gutekunst, you got to start building for the future because if he comes back – and he balls out, 
Then now how you going to cut him if he has an MVP year? How you going to cut him if he takes you to the playoffs? The fact that he couldn't get you to the playoffs and he lost to the, to the Detroit Lions mm-hmm. allows you to tell the fan base, see, he's not superhuman anymore. See, he's not all we need anymore. We got to build. Uh, we got to start over and build a team that can win because the division has passed us by. The contract also gives them an out. Like, this is yeah. their out right now. And listen, all right, so here's Gutekunst from yesterday with a simple question about communication, right? We all know he was at least two days in darkness. But for the GM of the Packers to know, okay, the business is about – in two weeks, business is open for the new season. So you got to kind of know where you're at with different situations. So – have you talked much with Aaron Rodgers? Yeah, there's been some contact back and forth. Um, obviously, he's, he's had some things on his plate, but hopefully those things will happen soon. Do you want him back as the quarterback of the Packers? Yeah, I think you know th- those discussions have to happen and making sure that it's the right fit, but um, obviously we know the kind of player that Aaron is, and um, you know once we have those conversations, we'll, we'll be able to move forward. We'll have more to say. What would you make of that? Uh, yeah. The direct question. Your yes or no. Yeah. In, in, indirect yeah. answer. Indirect answer. It's almost like, look, we're at this place, and you and I talked about this also in the in the last couple of weeks. He doesn't want to have it on him that you left the Packers. Yeah. The Packers don't want to say we they ran say, him out of town. He wanted to leave. He came. No out one wants to take the accountability of the breakup, but someone's going to have to make the first move, right? Because you could hear it in his voice. He's like, yeah, you know, we got to kind of see what's best for everything. And he's waiting for Aaron Rodgers to say it's time to move on. That's what that is, clearly. And it's he's putting it on Aaron Rodgers, and Aaron Rodgers is trying to put it on the team. Yeah. Although he is saying he's got to decide what he wants to do, and he's trying to envision all these different scenarios. Me being here, me being somewhere else. But I think the one thing he did eliminate yeah. was him being retired. Yeah, why don't he uh, reach out to um... – Brett Favre, see how that relationship's going. If he, if Brett Favre's not um, meeting with his lawyers, yeah, he's gonna be a little busy right now. <laughs> I would think. Who's he suing? Oh, he's, oh, no, he's, he's suing be, Shannon Sharp. Well, he's suing other people. Yeah, he's yeah. suing Shannon Sharp. Yeah, yeah, he's suing everybody. And and I believe what uh, we, McAfee. Listen, he's suing McAfee. Yeah, yeah. We don't want we don't want to claim him. Like you know how you say, hey, who, who you want to be remembered as? We, we, you know, Brett Favre could be with Minnesota, Green Bay. We we good. The Jets. Yeah, we good. We he's don't. Not, we, he's not somebody yeah, in the. Not, yeah, that's yeah, not a good. once a Jet, always yeah, a Jet yeah, kind of yeah. deal. I understand. Yeah. Uh, just to point out, so so um, this guy Aubrey Marcus, his company is on it. All right, that's it's called on it. L N N I T. Joe Rogan is actually a co-founder of on it. So ah, so that's what it is. Told you, Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan. Hey, Aaron, meet my friend. Aubrey. Right. And remember, Joe Rogan has a huge podcast, too. $100 million he gets paid. I'm saying, like, but all. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So just. So let's call Joe Rogan and tell him, hey, why the Jets would be a great place for him to come. And, you know, we'll do some stuff for him, too. We'll let him open at the Garden, you know what I'm saying, and do one of his comedy shows at the Garden. So we talking to the wrong people. We need to talk to Joe Rogan and tell him to say, if you build it. I wonder if he would look at that and tell him New York's the place you need to be. Yes. Let's go to Joe Rogan. That's yeah. all we got to do. We talk so, to the wrong person. So let's get Joe Rogan on. Let's go. Let's, That's easy. I'm looking at you. ESPN is freaking UFC. He's a, he's announced for UFC. Right. Dana White's my guy. He right. just can't wait. For, he, he didn't pay. You know what? I didn't charge him for that. I'm so stupid. What is it, 275, like 202? I don't know. They they they, they had uh, something, the first ever UFC in, in what's face? Mm-hmm. He asked me, could he use it? And I, I didn't charge him Oh, they can't it. wait. Yeah, and I ain't mm-hmm. charged. So it was 202 can't wait or something like right, that. Well, why don't you get on the horn? Matter of fact, he didn't even give me a free ticket. You bastard. You know hey. what? Yeah, you know what? 
get Dana White on. Get, we can A-Ron a- here. Get him on the And home. listen, everybody, when I bring A-Ron a- here, I want y'all to donate to my charity. It's called Roscoe Jenkins. Team of me. <laughs> Give me cash! Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today, and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Thanks for listening to the Barton Han Show podcast. Listen live weekdays at noon on 98.7 ESPN. Uh, hot take Johnny. Mm. Yeah. Is, uh, is, is calling right now. And what do you got for us, Johnny? Good afternoon, gentlemen. A big shout out to the company. Uh, how are you guys doing? Good. Good. So I think tonight is, I don't know if you want to go as far as a must win, but a big game for the Knicks. And here's the reason why. Of course, you want to put your boot on the Knicks and push, Put your boot in the net and push them a game back. But no Cleveland is at the Celtics tonight. I have a hard time believing after the last game the Celtics are going to lose at home. They're probably going to come out motivated. Tatum's probably going to have a big game. Mm-hmm. The Knicks are two and a half back now from the, from the Cavaliers. Mm-hmm. A win tonight, third game and a half, Cleveland's really feeling the heat then. So I think, you know, tonight's a chance to kind of gain two games, one on the net and one on the Cavaliers. So I, I think tonight is, a, is almost a must win for them at this point. Yeah, when you look at it that way, I mean, it's still the win column, loss column situation, though. You know, the, the, the Knicks have 27 losses. The Cavs only have 25. So it would be 26 losses of the Knicks win, be 26-27. So you're, you're right. You're closing in on them on the loss column, which is always the most important. So with 18 games to go after tonight, or, or 17 to go after tonight, I believe, right? And and so I'm is it too early scoreboard watch? No. We can do that stuff, though. I don't know if, yeah. if the Knicks are doing that. I think – like Tibbs' whole mantra with this group has been, if we just take care of business, we're fine. Like, just take care of business. You win as much as you can. You stack all the W's you can and then see where you are at the end. That's their mentality. But I kind of like the idea of that little fire under them it should of be one. beat this team and eliminate any tie-breaking crap. And then keep in mind that there's a game tonight that really could help us if we get a dub tonight and move a little bit closer to what everybody wants, which is home court in the first yeah. round, that fourth seat. That's about yeah, correct. I mean, they, they obviously just want to focus on themselves winning, but you need, you need Cleveland to lose. And tonight's a game where there's a good chance they're going to. The Celtics, Boston needs to show, Boston needs to show out after what they did on Monday night. You're right about that, too, and Tatum especially. So, and, you know. and once you get to this point of the season, it's about developing that killer instinct and finding motivations of why this is a must-win. Yep. And the fact that we can say, listen, this is a rivalry. They had two of the best players in the league, and they put it in our face, right? And they beat us 12 straight times. Now let's flip it over and see if we can get 12 on them. Mm-hmm. Let's bury this team. This is a team that shouldn't be able to compete with us because we got continuity. We've been together. This is a team that are individuals. We're a team that is a unit. Everybody step up. Let's play smart. 
Let's finish them when we get them down. Let's practice not giving up big leads. Let's practice the details, situational basketball, because now we got somewhere that we're trying to get to, and we got to get there. We got to clean everything up. That's what it's about. You know, when you was listening, when I was listening yesterday um, to the Clippers, you know, while I was so concerned and listening to Van Gundy, it was like, man, listen, how, why are we coaching effort right now? Why are we coaching execution? Like, and this is a team that has, you know, aspirations of winning a title. Right, this is about playing championship caliber basketball right now because you know these are all fine tuning, you know, getting you ready for the the real event or the real you know the big stage when it's time to play in the postseason. You don't prepare for the postseason when you get to the postseason. You ramp it up now. You ramp it up now. Yeah, right? I, I tell you what too. That, so that was something that Tibbs said after the game uh, against the Celtics, which I absolutely loved. Like this quote, I'm trying to find it right now. Um, yeah, he said of his group. You don't have to tell them, oh, we've got to go hard. We've got hard-playing players, and they're going to go hard in practice. They're going to go hard in a game. You're not winding them up. We've got the right type of guys, I think. So he's talking about his group and how I don't need to get them motivated. Well, that's a luxury. In they are – like in the whole dogs thing, right? That's, a, that's mm-hmm. Josh Hart's thing is that they're dogs. So you would think – like a lot of people might say, like um, some fans that we ran into here today, that tonight might be a trap game. And I'm like – on some occasions, because you just beat the Celtics, you're feeling good about yourself. On some occasions, you could say, oh, yeah, trap game. But I don't think this group is like that. Like, I don't think this group goes into a game feeling themselves. Don't think that they're made that way. I think they just love to compete. And that's, you know, now whether they're good enough on a given night is yeah. a completely different argument. But never getting beat with, with your effort because you didn't yeah. show up. That's, right. That's a big thing. I expect I, that they I, show up. Yeah, I hate that. Oh, we were flat. Man, come on, man. That's not for no. Y'all didn't execute. Y'all didn't play hard. Don't give me y'all was flat. Yeah. No. You were flat because you didn't play well, and then you allowed yourself. Right. To, to feel sorry to, to be to get yourself out of it. Yeah. David's in uh, Pomona. David, what's up? Hey, what's going on, fellas? How you doing? Big fan of the show. Thank yeah, you. big fan of the show, guys. Uh, and I just wanted to mention real quick uh, before I uh, get to our call for I call about the Dolphins and the getting Aaron Rodgers, but uh, Bart, I love that remark you made when the Knicks, uh, you were talking about the Knicks and the Nets, uh, but they're not a cool team, though. I love that, Mark. Great. <laughs> yeah, man. Who's cool? Anyways, um, I w- I'm, I'm a big Dolphin fan, man. Bart, Dolphin fan in, uh, in New York, and I'm telling you, the Dolphins don't want no part of Aaron Rodgers, man. We got Tua. When Tua, before Tua got hurt, he was lights out, man. And I know it's Bart, you're not a big fan of his. No, no, but you're, you're but you right. You, know, no. you don't believe in him? It's not I'm not a big fan. It's that I just don't – listen, we had questions about him not being able to stay healthy because he wasn't able to stay healthy in college. And now it's not about him not being healthy, shoulder or hip or anything like that. It's about his head, right, and, and CTE. And you talk about concussions. He had a concussion that took him three months for him to be cleared, right? So I just get concerned with how much is enough. If he gets two more concussions this year, what, what, what does that mean about the future of his career? That'd be five in two years. Yeah. And what, what happens? Well, David, and why would you, why would you pay and, and buy into that long term? And, David, keep this in mind, too, that the Dolphins aren't sure yet about Tua. There's a story today. Yeah, I, uh, Mike McDaniel spoke, the coach, spoke at the uh, Combine, and when he was asked about the fifth-year option on Tua, that he kind of hedged. He said, like any other player, you factor in every variable. So they, they've got some things to think about. It's not for them, and that's the biggest concern. And thanks for the call. And also, it you, is not a no-brainer 
for them to pick up the option. It, it is would, something they've got to consider, and maybe they look into the market that right now has some veterans available. Yeah. And this, decide what you want to do. Well, they, well, they got Teddy Bridgewater, but th- the thing is, no. this time last, this time last year, they were trying to get Tom Brady. That's right. So what are we talking about? That's right. So they've not they've they've they, they may be sold on him because they saw him perform. Mm-hmm. But how reliable can he be? Thanks for listening to the Barton Han Show podcast. Listen live weekdays at noon on ninety eight point seven ESPN.